Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we've found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. This is episode 11. Today's topic is interesting, literally the word interesting. This word, along with many others, can take on so many different meanings depending on how it's used and delivered in a conversation. This can influence not only an interaction, but can also color the entire relationship. Words like interesting can promote curiosity, they can escalate a situation, or they can entirely shut down a discussion. Pam and V talk about how to hear and identify some of these potential pitfalls before we're blindsided, and how to get curious and find out more in order to keep a discussion open, balanced, and engaging. This is something that comes up for me a lot in my work and also in my personal life. Pam, one of my favorite aspects of our relationship is the rich conversations we have. And I would imagine, because you are also a wonderful coach and you engage with so many people every day, when have you experienced some difficult conversations and what has helped you recognize some ways to address those as they come around? Mm. Oh, I love that question. And I love the title of this episode. Interesting. (laughs) We can take that so many different ways. Um, You know, what has really helped me was literally finding my own voice in the midst of all of the clutter in my head and the noise in my head. And I, I totally agree. We have these honest conversations with each other. Um, it started with me being honest with myself. And f- that was part of me finding my voice. But the truth is, for most of my life, let's say practically five decades of my life, I did not know how to have an honest conversation with myself or with others. So being able to have these kind of conversations now really has enriched my life. My struggle was, will I hurt someone? Will they hear it the wrong way? I, I need to fit myself into what I think they need to hear. Uh, really was a pretzel back then. <laughs> and so I think it started for me, and this really goes along with vulnerability and trusting myself and learning about myself and and you know the big word of just becoming myself that I started to take really small steps to connect and to listen and to understand um, from myself first and then others so it is a continuing I think lifelong journey to to do this work but you and I are a great example of maybe we're interpreting something the other has said 
and rather than letting it go under the, you know, uh, this is such an old phrase, but like brush it under the rug. <laughs> Nobody does that anymore, <laughs> but sort of keep it away. We'll just pause and say, um, I, did you mean this or did you mean that? Or what, what did you mean? And it, it's just so clearing and so <sighs> beautiful because I can interpret things that might, you probably and often have not even meant and vice versa. So I think the practice of that has, is what has led to our rich conversations and our friendship and our bond. So, yeah, but really it all started with my own conversations in my head with myself. Thank you for asking. That is so beautifully said. I think a lot of it comes back to trusting ourselves and recognizing that we do have thoughts or opinions about what people are saying or what we're engaging in conversation around. I also find that conversations beyond just logistical conversations that are, I consider to be more transactional, if you're really trying to dig into a problem with somebody, it can be so easy for us to go on the defensive and that context matters and that level of engagement matters. If I'm trying to talk to someone and it's clear that they're not taking in what I'm saying or listening to what I'm saying, um, I am choosing to make a habit for myself of stopping, of stopping my mouth noise, essentially. And I will simply say now to anybody, I'll wait until you're ready. And it's not, fine, I'll wait until you're ready. And it's not, I'll wait. It's simply, I see you're not ready just yet. I'll wait. No judgment. Uh, there was a time when I could not say that without judgment. And then that became its own devolvement of the conversation. Because when we go on the attack, the other person puts up a defense. And then we put up a defense against that. And that is a great way to stop a conversation dead in its tracks. It's a great way to build up the wall a little bit more. Well, he said this or she said that, and now I can't ever trust them again. Is that true? Or did I take something personally that wasn't meant personally? So the question you asked, what did you mean by that, can be a great clarifier. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, oh, I just have to share something. I, I love that you said that with tone and context because that word, interesting, that's why that popped up today. I, I have used it as a weapon at times. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would not have classified it as that. But also, it can be such a help. So it's that tone and that sort of compassion for ourselves. When things are going on within, sometimes it's okay just to say to ourselves, interesting not oh my gosh I feel attacked oh my gosh I can't do this or but interesting I'm feeling a little jealousy interesting mm -hmm. I'm 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 nervous I'm afraid interesting which is no not a judgmental thing it's not that you know the tone can be for ourselves as well so yeah it is and I love that what we're talking about today is 
tell me more about it. Yes. <laughs> let, let me <laughs> let me listen for more, not just mm -hmm. put meaning on that word interesting. So I think you, I know you talk about Brene Brown a lot. So I, I think that she has some really great help that, that might help our listeners too. We share more about that. Uh, I would love to. Um, Brene Brown is the woman whom I credit with starting me on my, my own exploration of vulnerability and how important it is to be vulnerable and honest with ourselves in order to begin to reclaim who we are. When I can honestly turn to myself and say, is that true or am I hearing that correctly? Or stepping back and taking the role of observer, like you mentioned, just saying internally, that's interesting. I'm feeling and labeling it instead of saying, oh yeah, well take this. When we step back, and take that role of observer, we allow ourselves a pause and we also allow ourselves to find some clarity. So one of the things that Brene talks about with vulnerability is that when we are vulnerable and honest with ourselves, we see our own humanity and it also allows us to then take a risk and invite other people to be vulnerable as well. And I find just in the past few months that when I am aware of that, when I am aware of the opportunity to be vulnerable with the other person in conversation, I invite myself to be more honest. I also invite them to be more honest. And when I come from that place, I can be curious instead of being defensive when I'm feeling vulnerable and I don't feel like I can take that risk, I don't trust myself or I don't trust the other person, I set up the defensive mechanism that causes me to go on the attack with my words or to shut down the conversation. When I trust myself truly is when I can be the most vulnerable because I know I always have that foundation within myself to stand on, that foundation of self-trust. And then I can ask questions that may make the other person pause and think, that may help the other person take down their defenses, put down their agenda, and then we can truly have a more open and honest and curious conversation. So in her book, Dare to Lead, um, Brene talks about what she calls with her own business team, they call it rumbling. And when they rumble, they engage in conversation as a group that allows all of them to be heard, that allows each of them to give their opinion and they know that it's in a safe container. When I first read about this, I thought to myself, what a game changer. If I know that I can trust myself to be honest and I can offer that opportunity to the other person in the conversation, that changes the whole flavor of the interaction. We can put down our agendas and our scripts and say, okay, that hasn't worked for me in the past. Let me try something else. It can be uncomfortable at first because it's a level of vulnerability that I had never brought to my conversations before. 
especially with the people that I love and care about the most. Those sometimes seem to be the most difficult conversations, I think because they matter to us the most. If I'm engaging in small talk with somebody who's a, like a glorified acquaintance or even a stranger, I don't necessarily particularly have a, an opinion about the outcome. It's just passing the time. But when I'm engaged in it fully with someone I care about, that's a high stakes conversation. So if I can reach into my own foundation of self-trust and come from a place of honesty and vulnerability, then I can also offer that to the other person and it, it, it reshapes the container in which we're having the conversation. So Brene talks about these rumbles as a way of getting uncomfortable and being honest with each other and knowing that it's a safe place to do so. So she has a list of what she calls rumble starters. And I love these so much because I hear in them language that you and I have used, language I've heard and said in other conversations, and also language I've heard from other women I admire, like Byron Katie, for example. So the first one of Brene's rumble starters is the story I make up. And I know Byron Katie talks all the time about the stories we make up that we get ourselves to believe. So when I can recognize that I'm spinning a story about a situation and I can say, you know, I've got this story concocted in my head of you saying this because you don't really want me to come along. And I feel rejected by that. I feel abandoned by that. That's a pretty vulnerable statement to make. But it's not accusing the other person of making up a lie. It's saying the story that I am making up. So we're giving some insight into what our, our thought process is so that we can then say, is this story true? Am I misunderstanding you or am I on target? She'll, she also will say, I'm curious about this topic. Or like you said to open this up for us today, tell me more. Tell me more about what you're thinking. Uh, she has been known to say or to offer to her team, that's not my experience. Rather than saying, oh, yeah, well, you're wrong about X, Y, Z, whatever the misunderstanding is. My experience has been people don't care for this or people say this isn't our best work. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, some others on her list are, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what you feel about this. I'm wondering what you think this outcome is going to be. Asking the other person to give their honest view and opening that possibility to them. This is all opportunity for exploration, right? Help me understand, walk me through. Those are both wonderful ways yeah, and you can, you can just say those things. You don't even have to add anything to those phrases. They're complete sentences. Help me understand. Well, here's my perspective. Oh, I understand now. Walk me through the process for getting there. Help me understand, right? Uh, she also is very fond of being honest about identifying where both people are stuck which I love because it's not just you must be stuck because I clearly understand everything that's going on. So that makes me right. 
she'll say to people or offer to people, we're both dug in. Tell me about your passion around this. Tell me why you feel so strongly. It's not, you know, change my mind, but it's offer me your perspective. Help me understand, right? They all kind of weave each other together. Tell me why this doesn't work for you. I'd like to know more. Tell me more. Help me understand. I'm working from these assumptions. What about you? I'm assuming that our customers or our family members are going to want more of X. What about you? Do you have different information? Do you have a different understanding? What problem are we trying to solve? How can we work together to solve this problem? It just feels like these rumble starters of Brene's are such a great opportunity to crack the conversation open to a whole nother level. And it does take a level of self-trust. It takes a level of risk because we're really opening a whole different line of questioning than just, I say this, you say that, I'm going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. It really is an inclusive way to flavor the conversation. And I find those to really help people stop and, and think to get some clarity before they continue which can usually diffuse an uncomfortable situation because when we recognize we are trying to work together or we're not, I'm, I can't talk about this right now. Let's yeah. circle back tomorrow. Yeah. That's yeah. honest. It, and it's not, you're, you're making me angry. It's, I can't talk about this anymore. A lot of it is reflecting it back to ourselves because that's really all we can talk about. We don't know what the other person is thinking, right? We almost never do. <laughs> <laughs> and I will throw this one in that's not on her list, but she is, is it, 11 is sort of, um, you know, a similar thing. But here's what I've been asking people more directly when I, when I sort of keep hearing the same story and sort of a butting up against the wall um, and, maybe they think they're not being heard, I will ask them, what's the outcome you're looking for? What's the outcome you would like? Because I really, maybe I'm not hearing it. I'm probably not hearing it in what they're saying. Um, And I've been asking myself that when I'm frustrated or stalled or um, just feel like I'm not being heard. What am I actually looking for here? That Um, is such a great clarifying question. Yeah, yeah. Because when we're pushing for outcome A, and then we realize we don't really want that, why are we pushing so hard for it? What are we fighting for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I need to know it for myself first before I can even express it to another person. Exactly. So all of this, all of this work that we do, I, it applies to me first. So oh, doesn't it ever, doesn't it ever? It totally does. So I say that to people so often. I'm yeah. saying this for myself as yeah. well. Yeah. This is not yeah. something I'm delivering from, you know, up on this higher shelf. I'm right there in it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I love that you shared, um, your thoughts on this and, and, and all of Brene's, um, Brene Brown's wonderful rumble starters. Think mm. about the difference between her language and things that uh, I have used and I have heard people say uh, when 
a conversation is sort of not progressing or not, you know, mutually beneficial. Interesting. That's, that's a word, interesting. And it can really, you know, with the right tone, it can really just end a conversation. Fine. I'm fine. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, that'll <laughs> or, cut you right off at the knees, right? Or, okay, whatever. I cannot yeah. tell you how many times I've said that to people when I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah and it's really it's actually very rude um but i was frustrated uh, mm -hmm. or i don't care i don't right. care whatever right doesn't it doesn't matter, matter. yeah 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 or what do you mean by that i mean those are those are our self protecting ourselves yes but what if we could help ourselves to have a deeper richer connection with someone what if we could go first by being the first one to be vulnerable yes and and again, it starts within ourselves, having these kinds of conversations in our own head. So we have a few questions for our listeners today to think about. What about this conversation is familiar to you? Do you find yourself missing or misinterpreting some of these ambiguous words or responses? What's the one that stands out for you? I know I have a few, whatever, <laughs> and I don't care. Those are my top two. And I really use them a lot less in my new sort of life, um, mm -hmm. but they were my standards. Um, what is one way that you could improve your listening skills? And what questions would you bring, would you ask to bring clarity to a discussion? Um, maybe something that we've shared today is helpful to you. And here's the thing, try it out, see what kind of result you get and practice with it. That's how we both learned how to have better conversations with ourselves and with others. We really, really appreciate you listening to us today. We hope that you'll join us next time on Inside Job with V and Pam. And remember, change is an inside job. Thanks so much for listening today. Please share your comments, questions, and ideas by contacting us at coachpamdavis at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Inside Job with V and Pam. And remember, change is an inside job.